You are now listening to the Lunch and Learn with Dr. Barry. This is episode number nine. Thanks for listening to the Lunch and Learn with Dr. Barry. Here to help educate, motivate, and put you on the right path to take control of your health through weekly discussions on topics in the medical field, public health arena, and in your community. And now your host, Dr. Barry. Welcome to the Lunch and Learn with Dr. Barry. We're going to be talking about medical marijuana. And if you want today's show notes, please go to drpiersblog.com forward slash LLP009. Again, if you forget, the words are also in my title and it's drpiersblog.com LLP009. Now I can tell you that this is actually a very commonly requested topic on the Lunch and Learn and You're definitely going to hear my point of view on medical marijuana. You're going to hear what caused me to change my point of view uh, over time. And you'll see whether I'm pro or against uh, medical marijuana or just marijuana in general. So, So sit back and listen to today's episode. Today's topic is a very interesting one, medical marijuana. I tell you, I get this question probably two to three times a week. Especially, I'm, I'm a South, I'm a South Florida physician, and we just recently passed uh, legislation to be able to approve medical marijuana. And of course, uh, as um, if you've been following along the blog, I, I did have a blog post kind of uh, talking about my stance on marijuana in general, well, specifically, specifically medical uh, marijuana in general, and how I kind of uh, had to change, you know, do a 180 on that. Um, I, I can, I can tell you, I was the victim of some early propaganda and really didn't, you know, believe, uh, any of the, the benefits, um, that could have been seen, uh, using medical marijuana. But again, I am a changed, uh, physician and especially, you know, cause you know, I kind of really much did my own homework and we kind of got to the, uh, the bottom of, you know, why there was opposition for medical marijuana, why, um, it isn't as widespread as it is. So I just wanted to kind of give a quick, quick uh, rundown. Uh, you know, what is medical marijuana? Um, because when we talk about marijuana, you know, the, you know our TV, we, we we automatically go to like referring to like, you know, like smoking a joint uh, in that regards. And uh, I had to learn, um, again, it was new to me. I had to learn that the marijuana comes in, especially the medical, the medical version comes in so many different strains and versions in terms of uh, uh, it comes in gummy favor, it comes in uh, liquid gel caps, it comes in sublingual tablets, there is, comes in liquid form that you can drink. So there's a lot of different variations of uh, the THC, which is really which when we're talking about marijuana, our, our big um, medical component uh, regarding it. So that was um, something I definitely had to, uh, you know, do some research on my own because again, I, you know, I was, I was on the fence, you know, I, you know, I, you know, I, I thought most of the the propaganda behind the benefits of medical marijuana really came from you know people who I just thought you know just like enjoyed marijuana. Uh, but it wasn't until I did my own homework and you know I got to the uh, the bottom of uh, things where I really kind of like turned that corner. And what I will do, I will post a link uh, to um, that blog post I wrote. Uh, I think it was in September um, regarding uh, medical marijuana and uh, the stance I had on it. So let, let's talk about, you know, what types, especially, in, let's, let's, let's specify, especially in Florida. 
in Florida, there's a few different diagnoses that you can use to actually treat marijuana. For your patients who are diagnosed with cancer, uh, medical marijuana is now for patients with epilepsy, which is uh, seizures. Uh, patients with uh, neurological disorders, and particularly uh, multiple sclerosis, uh, Lou Gehrig's disease, again, uh, an indication for marijuana. Um, patients with PTSD, uh, again, marijuana has been shown uh, to have uh, immense benefit. And, just, and that's what, in Florida, we allow to uh, prescribe medical marijuana. But, uh, you know, across the country, you know, you have um, chronic pain being treated uh, with medical marijuana. You have anxiety. You have insomnia. You have depression being treated with medical marijuana. So uh, it definitely is a wide range of options for it. Uh, me personally, when I when I talk about, you know, the treatment course and, you know, what I see on a day-to-day basis, I have a lot of patients. Um, I have a lot of chronic pain patients. I have a lot of patients who are on anxiety medications. I have a lot of patients who are on sleep medications. And uh, the biggest thing, the biggest drawback for all of the medication I have is that the highly addictive properties that go along with it, where, you know, in one year, you know, you could have been on a certain dose of medication, works very well. Uh, and then, you know, by year two, that same dose doesn't work. So what happens? You have to go up. And then by year three, you have to go up. And that's where the addiction uh, starts playing the fact. So you have a lot of, um, especially now where opioid addiction is like popular now. Um, and we'll probably have a lunch to learn on the hypocrisy of uh, our government being very gung-ho on opioids all of a sudden. Um, we'll, we'll leave that for another uh, uh, another lunch to learn. But uh, you have the the opioid crisis epidemic, uh, per se, that's, you know, very big. And uh, you have a medication, again, um, when we talk, again, our topic of today is medical marijuana. You have a medication that we know uh, does works extremely well for it uh, with none of the um, addictive properties, uh, especially for like the opioids, none of the withdrawal properties that these opioids and that these benzos uh, have. Uh, but the question is, you know, why aren't we doing more with it? And this is where, again, this is, again, I had to do some homework. This is what, this isn't something that you'll just, um, you know, if you're in that circle of medical marijuana, you'll know about it. But this isn't something that you'll uh, be able to rewrite off the bat. I think the the first thing from a legal standpoint, our federal, our federal government actually uh, designates marijuana as a Schedule One drug. And what does the Schedule One drug mean? Again, for most people, you're never going to have to know about it. It's not something, um, it's from a physician standpoint, I have to know very well about it, especially when we're talking about for controlled medications. But uh, medical marijuana, marijuana is scheduled, a scheduled one drug. And what that does is that says that even um, the, the ability to do research on a, a drug like marijuana is so strictly regulated that most people just don't do it. So you'll hear a lot of caveats. Well, um, we don't have enough information of how much you can treat. We don't have enough information to know if it does well with the chronic pain, if it does well with anxiety, sleep medication, all these other things. And uh, that's kind of, you know, that's kind of the half truth. Yes, we don't have enough information, but our government doesn't allow us to have enough information because of how they scheduled uh, marijuana. And even just, just as recently as earlier this year, when they had the chance to um, declassify marijuana into a Schedule 2 drug, Schedule 3, where we'd actually be able to do some, you know, uh, some great research on it, we, uh, the federal government passed on it again. So again, we're waiting a whole nother calendar year uh, for the government to kind of kind of get around and, uh, you know, uh, catch up to the ballgame. 
I, I read medical uh, stories all the time about uh, how uh, the number of prescriptions for opioids like Percocet, Oxycodone, Vicodin, all those medications have dropped uh, in uh, states that allow medical marijuana, how the prescriptions for your Xanaxes of the world have dropped in states uh, that allow medical marijuana, especially for anxiety, and how, medi how medications for sleep um, which again are a lot of our, usually a lot of our benzos have significantly dropped uh, because of states passing uh, medical marijuana. Oh, hey Jen, my my cousin Jen uh, is uh, on the video today. Um, so it's it's very it's very you know a, a half truth uh, that we have to deal with uh, with medical marijuana. And again, I was one of those uh, ones in the health field who are like, nope, we don't need medical marijuana. We you know it's. Uh, it's just for the people who want to, you know, get "quote unquote" high, and uh, I had to come around. Uh, so I, I definitely think it's something that, as if you're a physician, um, as you're, you know, the people's physician here on, on the Facebook page, hello, hello, Jen, um, that we, you know, we have to educate our patients and then really educate ourselves uh, because we can't, we can't continue to peddle the lie uh, that we've, you know, been, you know, peddled as far as like how bad medical marijuana is, especially when we know we have drugs that are just as worse. Like I said, I've got, I have, unfortunately, I got patients who are on chronic pain medications, can't get them off those pain medications. I have patients who are on uh, chronic benzos for anxiety and stress and everything else, can't get them off those medications. I have patients who have, who can't sleep for thousands of reasons, can't get them off these medications here. But we have a treatment that we know works like it this it's not even like kind of like folktale anymore we know medical marijuana works for these medications for it works for these disorders uh, but we can't get um our government to kind of uh go along uh with it which uh again is unfortunate again i'm, I'm in florida again we just passed uh medical marijuana like we and i talked about uh reasons that you can get it especially again if you're a florida resident right now i don't i can't prescribe it because my job um it doesn't allow us to like, cause you have to get like this as a physician, I got to get a whole certificate and all these other things, AKA I got to pay uh, a license uh, to get it. My job is not doing that right now. Um, but disorders that you can do, you can get to cancer, uh, PTSD, um, neurological diseases. Uh, um, if you have trouble eating, cachexia is another, uh, uh, almost like a muscle wasting uh, type disease. Uh, we know uh, that a medical marijuana uh, works extremely well for these patients here. Um, so I just wanted to kind of, you know, do a nice little fun lunch and learn. Again, it's something, uh, it's a topic that I get all the time, uh, especially since we passed it here in Florida. We already had patients call in the office, hey, is Dr. Barry going to be prescribing marijuana? Is Dr. Barry going to prescribe marijuana? And, you know, after I educate them and say, yeah, but the disease you have, you can't get it anyways. Um, uh, you know, they we they kind of go on their way, which is all right. Um, so for that, again, I'm going to post the link uh, to uh, that blog post I did. Again, I did it in like September um, when we were ready to uh, go for uh, the treatment course as far as... Um, oh, hello. Hey, everybody. This is uh, the oldest one here. Say hello. You want to say hi? Hi. Hi. All right. All right. Let, let daddy go back to work. Um Oh, okay. Um, so I'm going to post a link to... Oh, hey, Amanda. Uh, no, um, I did not because uh, Bethesda, uh, where I work at, um, is uh, being very slow-footed as far as uh, if they're going to allow us 
as physicians to prescribe it yet. So we haven't had a definitive answer on if we're going to be allowed to prescribe it. So I have not done the six hour training. And that's what I kind of referenced to earlier. Um, for if you're a physician, you know, health practitioner, um, I'm not sure it's just physicians, but I know if you're a health practitioner in Florida, uh, you have to go to this training course uh, to be able to uh, prescribe uh, the medication. Um, hey, hello, hello, Maria. Hello, that's my wife uh, uh, watching the video cast today. Um, you have to go to this training course uh, to be able to prescribe it. So like, even though I'm a board certified internal medicine physician, I can't just write for uh, marijuana. Like I actually have to go through this course where I go through the uh, pros and cons. I talk about all the harmful effects and everything else, uh, which goes on. Uh, it's not like a difficult thing to do. It's just really dependent on, especially if you're like a solo practitioner. Um, it's just uh, a question of who um, is actually just going to go ahead and do it. Again, it's like, I think the test, I want to say last time I looked was like maybe like a thousand dollars. So it's not a difficult thing to um, ascertain. It's not something that you have to pass like this huge test about. It's just more of actually going in and doing the, the training uh, in that regards. And so far, my job hasn't decided uh, if we're going to be allowed to do it yet. So I haven't done yet. But again, I am a big proponent of it. Uh, I, I've, I've, I say that multiple times. I've wrote about it multiple times. Um, I definitely uh, think that... Uh, the, the drug companies um, play a, a big role in it. Because again, imagine if you're uh, the makers of, you know, oxycodone, the Vicodins of the world, the Xanaxes of the world, and you know that if medical marijuana, you know, becomes more of a, uh, uh, a common drug to prescribe, all of a sudden doctors are going to be prescribing your drug less. So, you know, so they have some financial incentive uh, to make sure medical marijuana doesn't, uh, you know, really see the light of day as it should. Um, as it does in, you know, Colorado and all these other states um, here. And again, it's very important to understand that even though your state passes it and makes it legal, um, federally, we still don't recognize it as being legal. So that's why you still have these caveats. That's why you still, if you're working at a job that requires drug testing, you can still be fired uh, from that job because federally, uh, they don't have to recognize what the states do in, in that uh, regards. Um, so again, uh, thanks, thanks you guys for joining uh, for listening for, you know, my, my long cast uh, about, uh, medical marijuana, um, full, full disclosure. I am not sponsored by anyone. This isn't, you know, no one's cutting me a check to talk about the positive benefits of medical marijuana. I just see that I have lots of patients who would greatly benefit, uh, off, uh, that medication and off that drug in that regards. Um, Yes, yes, actually, Jen, yes, yes, I do. I think that the ones who make marijuana, of course, they're going to benefit because they'll be able to, uh, you know, it's, it's pretty much a, a, a cash flow market. Once once they say these disorders are allowed to uh, be prescribed for medical marijuana, more physicians, especially um, once they get uh, better acclimated to, will continue to prescribe it. And on the other side, if you're uh, a pain company medic, if you're the opioids, if you do Percocet, Vicodin, if you do Xanax, uh, Restoral, all of these other medications out here. And all of a sudden, you're going to see your numbers drop. And we already know that. Like, there's, It's not like conjecture anymore. We have studies now that show that uh, in states that show um, that medical marijuana is legal, uh, those prescriptions drop. And when those prescriptions drop, we're probably talking about millions of dollars that they're losing a year uh, to uh, something like uh, marijuana. Uh, so, yes, I definitely think there's some financial um, ramifications of why it really hasn't um, caught steam and hasn't been legal in all 50 states 
uh, in that regard, because I think that's really the big, I think, and of course, we're in America, where, you know, money, uh, unfortunately, uh, runs our medical industry, so uh, definitely something uh, that I hope uh, in the future, and again, especially in Florida, we're, we're, we have to wait at least another year uh, for the FDA to decide whether they're going to declassify it and make it, uh, make it more easier for us to do research on it. Uh, so we have to wait at least another year for that uh, to kind of go around. Um, but, you know, uh, till that time, I'm going to be here. I'm going to be uh, promoting, championing the use of medical marijuana and uh, hopefully championing the, the, the least or a uh, decrease in the use of all of those other bad medications. Because, like, again, all those other medications I talked about, we know what the side effects are. Like, it's just not. They're just not good. And, and and ask your patients or friends or family members who you know who are on some of these medications. Ask them how hard it is to get uh, doctors like me to write it. I mean, I actually have no um, I have no problem like writing it. It's not a, not a big thing for me. We do very well as far as our legal aspects of it and checks and balances of it. But, you know, you have some doctors who won't write for chronic pain medication. They'll send you to a pain management person. You have some doctors who won't write uh, for your Xanax and all that other stuff, they'll send you to like psychiatrists or something like that, which is crazy. Oh, Cam, what's going on, Cam? Um, we're, ta we're talking about our medical marijuana. I'm, about, I'm actually about to head off, but uh, we'll, we'll have this uh, video live streaming um, later today. And then I'll actually have this video on uh, the website as well. So if you don't catch it here, it will be on the website under the video section um, later on today. Uh, so again, I guys, I got to run. My, my wife's giving me dirty looks. Uh, you guys have a great blessed day. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Lunch and Learn with Dr. Barry. If you want to find out more about the episode, please go to www.lunchlearnpod.com. That's www.lunchlearnpod.com for the show notes and any links that may have been mentioned in today's episode. If you're interested in joining the Lunch Learn Pod community, head over to either the website lunchlearnpod.com or join us on Facebook and Twitter with the same username, Lunch Learn Pod. And again, you can find uh, all of these links on uh, the website. If you have any questions, any comments, or any requests for uh, topics to you know debut on the show, please let that be known. And don't forget to use uh, the hashtag Lunch Learn Pod when you're listening to the episode. Again, I want to thank you for taking the time to listen to today's episode, and I'll see you next week.